Hey everyone, welcome back to Unlock Meaning, where we explore the strategies and tools to live a life of meaning and significance in every season of your life. I'm your host, David Brolman, and I dream that you can live a life filled with purpose and passion. Thank you for tuning in to become happier, more fulfilled, and more passionate. Each week, I'm revealing tips, strategies, and mindsets that enable me to live a life of purpose and significance as a Christ follower, a scientist and executive biotech leader, and humanitarian. I'm also having conversations with people from all around the world who stopped playing it safe and instead shoot for something bigger that will make this world a better place so that you can gain new perspectives on living life with meaning and purpose. You can also find us on MyMeaningInLife.com. Let's get started. If you want to achieve anything in life, you need to start with a big vision. Having a 10x vision will help you achieve your goals and dreams in the next five years. Success doesn't happen by accident. You have to have a clear goal and a plan on how to get there. And that's where most people go wrong. They don't dream big enough. Do you have a vision that's big enough? You know, most people play it safe. They don't have a vision for their lives that is 10 times better than what they currently have. But that's exactly what you need if you want to achieve anything great. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the power of dreaming big and why it's so important if you want to achieve success in life. Let me give you these questions helping you to assess your vision. But before we do that, please make sure to download the free checklist. This is my gift because I want to help you take your life further and get this free gift right now. Grab it now. Question number one, is your vision big enough? The self-help book, The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone, is based on the idea that the biggest mistake most people make in life is not setting goals high enough. Playing it safe may be easier, but it will set you up for a lesser life. In the words of Cardone, most people don't like having big goals because they don't like setting themselves up for failure and disappointment. In fact, the opposite is true. You need to have a big vision to achieve big things. And surprisingly, a big vision is often easier to achieve than a lesser vision because it engages you more, more intellectually and emotionally. When President Kennedy visited the Cape Canaveral Space Center, he met a man in overalls who was sweeping the floor. The president asked him, what do you do for NASA? I'm helping put a man on the moon, the janitor replied. Planning a moonshot was a big vision enough to fire up the worker 
and the entire country. In the same way, when I prepared for my first marathon, I didn't take it lightly, not at all, no. I put all my energy into training, gradually increasing the distance I ran each day until I felt ready to compete the full 42.2 kilometers. If instead I had been preparing for a 10k race, I probably would have kept training as usual and winged it, since the shorter race wouldn't have excited me as much. So people wrongly believe that too high expectations lead to unhappiness and stress. But Cardone disagrees. He said, it's not unmet expectations that create unhappiness. Rather, it's not living your life to a high level. It's not actually taking extreme action and watching yourself succeed. The Americans chose a huge vision in the 1960s. Going to the moon before the end of the decade seemed unlikely, if not impossible. And yet, I argue that Neil Armstrong and his colleagues managed to get to the moon because of that audacious vision. Question number two, make sure that your vision is big enough. Are you following God's vision? God wants you to have big visions and to glorify him with your efforts. And he promises to help you too. To quote the Apostle Paul, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory. With God, you can do far more than you're able to imagine doing on your own. To open yourself up to God's big vision for you, I encourage you to recite this prayer by Sir Francis Drake. The scene captain and naval officer said, Disturb me, Lord, when I'm too well pleased with myself, when my dreams have come true, because I have dreamt too little when I arrived safely, because I sailed too close to the shore. As a kite surfer, I know it's safer near the shore. <laughs> but the real action, the exciting stuff takes place out at sea, where all the waves are, where the wind gets stronger. That's where you're going to jump. That's where you're going to see miracles, out in the sea. When following God's vision for you, it is important that you do, do it for His glory, not your personal satisfaction. As Paul reminded the Colossians, whatever you do, work heartily. As for the Lord and not for man, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. And with him, all things are possible. All things are possible. Peter thought he was done. When Jesus got arrested the night before the Passover celebration began, the brave fisherman denied three times that he was one of Jesus' disciples. And Peter decided to go back to his trade. But Jesus had a much bigger vision for his life. He told him at the lake, feed my sheep. Little did Peter know that it would become a reality soon. Because on Pentecost, just a couple of weeks later, 
divided tongues as of fire appeared to the followers of Jesus. And as they began to speak in other tongues in Jerusalem, the world or the people out there were amazed and perplexed. They are drunk, they said. Others said, that's when Peter's actually feed my sheep moment came. And Peter stepped forward and shouted to the crowd, Hey guys, listen carefully. These people are not drunk. What you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. He preached the good news that day, saying, So let everyone in Israel know that for certain the God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, to be both Lord and Messiah. And filled with the Holy Spirit, Peter became bold and said, Yes, to God's calling. And God did far more abundantly than all the former fishermen thought. Luke wrote, Peter's words pierced their hearts and they said to him and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? And that day, about 3,000 people believed what Peter had said. After being baptized, they joined the church. So when you accept God's help, however, you must relinquish some of your control to him. And that's when it gets scary. No one wants to feel out of control. Just remind yourself how much more you can accomplish with him. Think about the Bible story of the five, the bread loaves and the two fish that Jesus multiplied to feed a crowd of 5,000 men, plus all the women and the children who were there that day. I keep my vision small because I want to stay in complete control. But that's a mistake. By doing so, I probably have missed out on jaw-dropping miracles. And now I realized I must relinquish my limited and often selfish vision and accept Jesus' extraordinary vision for me. Next question. Are you passionate about your vision? You know, you may spend 40 or 50 or more hours a week at work pursuing your vision. To live a spectacular life, your vision must thrill you. So ask yourself, am I passionate about what I do? Do I really like it? Do I really, really, really like it? And for many years, I played music in the music ministry at my local church. We even had the opportunity to write and record new songs. And I felt blessed and enjoyed the time spent practicing with the other members. And then, for whatever reason, my excitement began to wane. I continued to play with the group, but it became something I had to do to serve at my church, not something I enjoyed doing. And over time, I realized that by doing something I was no longer passionate about, I was not living up to my full potential. And so I made a tough decision. I left the music ministry. A short time later, I began coaching other group leaders. That role appealed to me because I could help other leaders who then in turn would use this knowledge to teach their groups. I felt so passionate about it and I felt I was paying it forward an important part of my vision for myself. And the Apostle Paul had an exciting vision. He said, Him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ. That's a big vision. 
He wanted everyone hear God's word. His I have dream a dream speech went like this. He started with virtually nothing except faith and passion. Wrote the associate professor of New Testament at the Queen's Theological College, the Richard Asko. And he was also the former chair of program management at King's University. He said, yet he built, so Paul, he's speaking about Paul, yet he built and sustained a fragile network across the known world, one where he coached and cajoled and inspired hesitant followers. Passion kept Paul going, despite hardships, despite disappointments, despite exhaustion, and despite countless setbacks, he would go, he would continue. And almost 2,000 years later, the heritage of the communities he founded continues in the faith communities of the Christian tradition. Isn't that amazing? Passion fueled his seemingly impossible vision and made it a reality. Do you know, visions change. And we change too. So ask yourself, am I passionate about my vision? Would I get up in the middle of the night to work on it? Big visions require hard work. And they ask for big sacrifices too. So you need the added power of passion for your vision to make it to the moon. And here's question number four to ask. Do I have a 10x vision that fires me up. And you know, Dan Solomon, the founder of Strategic Coach, said 10x is easier than 2x. If you do 2x, you start with the present. You don't go to the future. You go to the past. It's not big enough to go look for new ways outside of what you know. And 2x is not very exciting. There lies the issue. It's not exciting For you, and if you tell somebody about it, it's not exciting for them either. It doesn't cost any spark or inspiration and movement, no. If there is no spark, there is no excitement. But with the 10x mindset, you start with the future, with the moon going to the moon to land on the moon and not the past. You come back and grab the present. And because 10x is so much bigger than what you have experienced, it requires change and challenges you to think that much bigger. The discovery and the energy then pull your present moment towards it. When you set a goal to reach a 10x bigger future, something immediately happens to your thinking, to your ideas, your decision-making, your communication, and your determination. And you know, small goals don't engage people the same way, intellectually and not emotionally. So what's your big leap this year? What's your big vision? What do you want to achieve this year? I challenge you to visualize your 10x jump in three years from now to make it so big. Ask yourself these questions. Where will you be? How will you have improved as a person? Who are you going to be in three years? What will you have learned and will you have achieved in three years? And that's exactly this 10x vision that enabled the Americans to go to the moon. And John F. Kennedy said in 1962, 
We choose to go to the moon in this decade and to do the other things. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Yes, this was a 10x vision and the cryo attempt to radically change the actions they would take. And you know the story, the end of the story. They made a big leap. They landed on the moon before the end of the decade. Yes, that's the power of having a big vision. So do you have a vision that's big enough? Make it a 10x vision. Thank you so much for tuning in and make sure to download your free checklist with the link right here below. And thank you so much for the likes, for your subscribes. And I love reading your comments. So I'll see you in the next one. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. When we respond to God's calling, we find true joy and meaning. We have amazing resources waiting for you on our website, mymeaninginlife.com. If you've enjoyed today's session, please share it with your friends on your socials and help us review it on the platform you found us on. See you next time.